Welcome to this episode of Liberate Her Podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Benson. Here we sit down with different women of influence and highlight their stories of building success from the ground up. Let's take a listen to LaDonna French, the founder of I Choose Fitness. Okay, welcome back. This episode, I am so excited to be sitting with my sister, LaDonna French. How are you today? I'm good. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have her with me. She is a phenomenal trainer. Um, She's a mom. She's an entrepreneur. Um, She's a dancer. I dance with her, actually. Um, How are you today? I'm great. Good. I'm so happy to have you. Um, So today, we're just going to learn a little bit about um, LaDonna's story, her background. We're going to go into um, her venturing out into the uh, the field of entrepreneurship um, and fitness. And then we're going to also talk a little bit about um, faith and actually uh, being able to move out um, and do what what you've been told to do um, or what you feel is what you are being called to do. So yeah. where are you from? I am from Chicago, Illinois, born and raised on the south side, south side. of Chicago. So, um, yeah. That's where I'm from. I've had the desire to, like, live other places, but, you know, my family's here, and I'm just like, oh, my God, if I move, I'm going to get depressed and gain 100 pounds. I'll be lonely. So um, my family is a big reason why I never left Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Same. I can can understand that. Um, What school did you attend uh, while you were here, high school and uh, college? So, high school, I went to Hyde Park Career Academy, Um, and then um, after that, I went to, uh, for my undergrad, I went to Northern Illinois University in DeKalb, Illinois. Um, I majored in finance with an emphasis in accounting, and then um, after being in corporate America for about six years, I decided to go back for my master's. Truthfully, I had no desire of getting a master's, but it was my circle of friends Mm. that you have to be careful of who's in your circle. You have to have people that's going to pull you up. So I was so complacent with like, you know, I was making good money, undergrad, but everybody around me, they were getting master's degrees. And I'm like, I'm not going to get left behind. So they kind of pulled me up to uh, where I needed to be in regards to education wise. So I received my master's degree from... um, Keller, okay. um, not Kellogg. Every time I say Keller, <laughs> Kellogg. I'm like, no, oh. no, Keller. But in any in any case, I, I have a master's degree. Right, right, right. <laughs> so Keller uh, uh, is a school of management, management. or graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so long ago, mm-hmm. long, long time ago. <laughs> Two thousand nine is when I graduated. Wow. Jesus, yes. Sounds yeah. like it's time for another one. Oh. oh. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no. Just certifications. That's Got it. it. No more degrees. Got no it. Degrees. I love how um, you use your friends as um, not in a sense of like comparing yourself, but actually being motivated and inspired by yes. them. I think that's really important to be able to 
to know the difference between. Oh yeah, definitely. You have to have people around you that's going to motivate you and add value, um, as well as vice versa. You need to motivate them and add value to them as well. So um, I love my circle of friends. Uh, I have friends from uh, from high school and then friends from college um, as well. So um, there are some friends that just didn't make it. Yeah. And, you know, we're okay with that because you do outgrow people Absolutely. when you need to be okay with outgrowing um, individual because, you know, if you hold on to people that isn't relevant in your life, it could cause dead weight and holding you back from where you need to go. Absolutely. So. I agree. So what were you doing prior to journeying out into fitness? I know you said you worked um, in the financial um, accounting arena. Did you mm -hmm. actually focus or work where you focused in school or were you doing something totally different? Um, it's funny that you asked. So when I graduated from college, um, I did work in um, finance. Um, but then when I went to school for undergrad, I'm like, I mean, for uh, graduate school, I was asking myself, like, well, I don't want um, um, a master's degree in finance. Like, I want to do something else. So I received a uh, master's in business administration with a concentration in marketing. Okay. So I ended up um, kind of changing careers a tad bit from finance into um, into marketing. So uh, my last job was at uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield downtown, um, and I was working as a product development consultant in marketing. Okay. So I've been doing marketing for, um, I think for the past eight years wow. I've been doing marketing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was something that I was, um, I liked doing, but I just wasn't in love with it. Mm -hmm. And because I was just uh, taught to always make money, make money. Like, it, no one ever asks, like, what is it that you're passionate mm -hmm. about? Like, I, the only reason why I majored in finance is because everyone's, everyone's like, oh, you're good with, with numbers. You mm -hmm. should be an accountant. So when I went to school, I majored in accounting. And I'm like, this is boring. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, what is it that I can major in that's not going to confine me to just doing one thing? So that's why I went into finance okay. uh, because it's broader. Like, it allowed me to do things outside of just accounting. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did that and I was bored with that. And so wow. um, when I went for my graduate, uh, I went to graduate school for my master's degree. Um, marketing seemed to add a little color to my life. Um, and I was doing that, but I just still wasn't, wasn't happy wow. at all. I wasn't happy. Wow. So how long did you, did you sit in the process of, of just going with the motions instead of actually, you know, being fired up about what you were doing. So um, it's funny that you asked that question because um, every position that I've had after a year and a half or two, I get to a point where, like, I'm completely unmotivated and mm. I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? And um, I, my best friend who is... Um, on the fitness journey uh, with me, used to always tell me like, LaDonna, you're not fit for corporate America. Mm -hmm. And so I used to always have this fear of like, you know, well, at the time I still didn't know what was I, what was I passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, 
okay. She was like, you are so, you have an entrepreneurial spirit. You are so driven. Um, and she was like, you need to figure out what you need, what you like to do and just go for it. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you crazy. I'm not, no, no. So, I mean, and my parents, they are entrepreneurs. Like they have a daycare. Wow. Uh, they've been in business for about, um, 36 years now. Wow. Yeah, so um, I've had the desire. I just never knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, so I choose fitness. Yes. How did that come about from you just, you know, working out? Like, did somebody just see you in a gym and say, hey, can you train me? Like, how, what happened there? Oh, my God. So, okay, it's, it's so much to this. Um I've always been an active individual. So like I was a cheerleader. Um, so I, I was active, but when it comes to the nutrition portion, no, right. I was no, I, no, I was very <laughs> ignorant to that. Right. However, um, after I had my son, I was on this kick of, okay, I wasn't feeling myself. I didn't mm -hmm. have that snapback um, experience and I started to feel like, oh, my body's ugly. Mm -hmm. So I really need to get my pre-pregnancy body back. Yeah, society so, puts uh, so much pressure on that snap back, and it drives me crazy. Every yeah. woman's body is different. You're it is different. You're not going to snap back. Like. Yeah, but so you know what? When you're looking at TV exactly. and this and that, you start comparing yourself exactly. and saying, well, how did they do it? Like, you, you don't know what they go through or what right. they've done. So um, what I did was I um, started to run. So I looked at running as a way to uh, release stress. So I started just falling in love with running. And so the weight started to come off. But then I noticed like, okay, I'm losing everything. Mm. So how do I get everything back? Right. <laughs> so I was um, introduced to uh, weightlifting um, by a, a guy named uh, Nagoose Ferguson, mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, um, him and his wife just opened up a gym today. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that's awesome. It's on 134th in uh, Cicero, so very inspired by them and their story. But he introduced me to um, weightlifting and uh, nutrition. So I started to, like, see a difference in myself and also telling myself, and I started telling myself, like, oh, my God, like, if I lift weights, I won't look like a man. Mm, you know, yeah. I had this myth of yes. lifting weights that I was going to look, look like a man. But in reality, lifting weights makes you look more Curvy. like... Curvy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I um, just started falling in love with that. And then I started to get people attention. Mm. And people are like, you know, are you a trainer? No. You know, well, uh, do you train? No. <laughs> you know, so, but it was just something that I started to become passionate mm -hmm. about. And so um, the year that um, I joined NWA, my tribe, my tribe, um, the missions team were going, they were going to Haiti. And so um, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, how can I raise the funds to, uh, to go to Haiti? Mm. So I had another friend uh, by the name of Walter was, uh, came to me and was like, why don't you have a boot camp? You know, have a boot camp, raise the money. He was like, look at you. People will come. I'm like, um, no, they won't. He was like, LaDonna, trust and believe people will come. Yeah. So he actually made my flyer. Wow. I didn't do I didn't do anything. He made my flyer. He sent it to me and was like, do you like it? I said, yes. He said, post it. Wow. So I posted the flyer and, um, yeah, people said they'll be there. And so... 
when they came, I was nervous because I'm like, oh, God, you know, I don't know. And then God was like, look, what you love, if you put time in it, teach yourself yeah. and if you spend time with it, just like, oh, I'm, I'm not trying to get deep or whatever, yeah, but no. just like when it comes to like prayer and worship, yeah. what you do privately will display publicly, Absolutely. like people will see that in you. So basically he's like, look, it's in mm -hmm. you. So once you get it, cause that's your element, mm -hmm. just like in worship, like once you get into your element, it just ooze out. Mm -hmm. People see that. So he's like, once you get in your element, you, you're going to be okay. I'm like, I ain't God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. So it's like I got out there and it was like I had been doing it like forever. Um, that was in um, June of uh, 2016. Mm -hmm. And then July of 2016, I reached my quota. Wow. You know, to, to yeah. go to Haiti. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right. Thank you, guys. It's over. It's over. I did it. I love you. Mwah, mwah. Right. And then everybody was like, wait, what? What are we supposed to do? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, um, so, yeah, it started from that. I moved it from, I was in Jackson Park, so I moved it from outside to uh, the facility that I'm at now, mm -hmm. uh, Getting Better Fitness Fit, Fat, uh, Fit Factory, 400 West 76th Street. Um, the owner is uh, uh, Javid Jenkins, and he has just been such a blessing to me. Yeah. And so I've been there ever since. And it's like, it's just crazy that you inspire people indirectly. Mm. Like so many people just out the blue would inbox me, send me messages like, you know, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my God. Like, I wasn't getting th this many responses when I used to put scriptures on uh, yeah. <laughs> up on yeah. Facebook. But you know, I used to get some, you know, some type of uh, responses. But it's like this, like, I think this is what people desire, mm -hmm. but they don't know how to start it yeah. you know and so it's just that seeing somebody that they know that's doing it it's kind of like giving them I'm hope doing it well and do, succeeding oh, in it thank you yeah. thank you <laughs> and so it's just like I think that they're like wow like I this is not an Instagram chick mm -hmm. this is somebody this Ladonna, I like, know I, I who I've seen mm -hmm. yeah and who I have seen transform you know she didn't have those muscles, you know. Mm -hmm. She didn't have that, and you know, she she, she didn't have those curves, mm -hmm. which I'm still working on. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> so it's just it's just and and it's just so so motivating for myself yeah. to know that I'm able to to help both men and women. Yeah, you know, it's just not just women, but men have reached out to me like you know. You you motivate me to go to the gym, yeah. and you know it's like wow, you know. And you got moms coming up to me saying that their daughters want to be like, and it's like wow. me, you want to be like me. So it's just yeah, it's definitely definitely something that I know that I've been um, that I've been called to do mm -hmm. because while doing this, um, I'm like okay, God, I'm I'm digging this, I'm loving this. Then I started to see that it's more than just physical. It was mentally, like all mental. Like people have to be in a mental state to want yeah. to choose a healthier lifestyle. Because I'm telling you, food have our people bound. Yeah. 
food has really they it we really eat so emotionally and we don't even realize yes, it. Mm -hmm. Yes, when we're happy, we mm -hmm. eat. When we're sad, we eat. When we're bored, mm -hmm. we eat. You, you know, so yeah. it's just um, just eat, 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 and it starts when you're younger. And if you're mm -hmm. not brought up in that environment, then um, if it's neglected ever since you've been um, a newborn, then you're not going to be uh, conscious of, you know, what you're consuming. Yeah. So that's why it's so hard for people to um, to jump start this journey because it's like trying to kick a bad habit that mm -hmm. you've had for 27 years. You know, yeah. just like a drug addict, you know, you're trying to, something you've been doing for 27 years that you're used to eat everything Every on your day. plate. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? When you're young, what do your parents say? You better eat everything. Clear that plate. Clear that Don't plate. Get up and you're you. already giving me oversized portions. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then, so now you're expanding your belly and it's just, yeah, it really starts from when we were younger. That's why it's so hard to to kick the bad habit when we get older. And so I started to say like, you know, we need deliverance. Mm -hmm. Like when I tell you that this is a ministry, yeah, you have to like unlearn is, everything that you've been doing for yes, years. Yes, like it's when it comes to this, when people are ready to start their fitness journey, they get anxious, mm -hmm. a spirit of fear come over them. And sometimes it keeps them from moving forward because they're so scared. Yeah. Like I've had conversations with me. I'm like, what are you scared of? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's just so heavy, especially yeah. with, um, with God's people. Yeah. Like we are, we're so overweight. Yeah. You know, we're unhealthy. You know, even those that are not, that are like, um, genetically thin yeah even the, that doesn't mean healthy. right even mm -hmm. even they're um unhealthy as well because they feel like they can eat whatever Anything. and it not affect them however you know you're still causing um or putting or tainting your mm -hmm. body because of the foods that you are that you're eating so yeah. it is such a um i'm telling you it's serious out here and then when you do start it when I tell you I've had so many clients, when they start, they start getting sick. Mm. Things start start happening. Their work start getting hectic. Their kids start acting up. Like so many things start happening that's keeping them. Trying to keep them from going into the direction that they actually should. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, you know, I find myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm texting prayers. I'm calling, like I'll send them a video and, you know, my clients, was, uh, they always say like, you know, thank you. You know, mm -hmm. I needed that. You know, every session that I have, I end with prayer That's because amazing. I realized that, you know, at the end of the day, this what's going on is all God. Yeah. You know, it's all God. It's one of those things where I'm like, OK, God, I'm in a point in my life. I need to know where can I where can you use me and where can I be effective? Yeah. Because. Being sitting behind a chair in corporate America, it's it's not working. Yeah, it's not working at all. The money was good, but I just didn't feel like I was being um, effective in my purpose. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it um, pause. It sounds like um, you know you ha you've had key people around you that even saw you know your purpose before you did yes. I think it's so important <laughs> and so like 
it's a it's a good thing to point out that you had two people that spoke into you and said you're an entrepreneur. Yes. You need to just have a boot camp. Like if it wasn't for those those people, who knows how many people you wouldn't have been able to reach mm-hmm. if you didn't have that that correct, you know, the correct hedge or the correct circle or the correct people around you. Right. That's so key. It is key. It is key. That's why you have to be careful with, you know, who you attach yourself to. Yeah. Um, you have to be careful in knowing if people are for you or against you. Mm-hmm. You also have to be knowing, you know, understand if people are um, uh, being spiteful yeah. or, you know, pushing you into something that they know that... That they just want to see you fail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just blessed that, you know, and that's, that's my prayer all the time, mm-hmm. you know. God, people that shouldn't be in my life, remove them. You know, because we can be get so caught up in life, everyday life that, you know, our discernment gets clouded, mm-hmm. you know, and you basically... You get familiar with people. Just exactly. Just because we've had history, we should mm-hmm. be together all the time, mm-hmm. and it's not always like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So as I get older, I'm, um, I'm becoming more and more uh, comfortable with um, not being as sociable as I have been in the past. And being connected to um, a lot of people yeah. because, again, um, every connection isn't a good connection. Absolutely. So I agree with that. Um, so what is what is your mission uh, with I Choose Fitness? It sounds like, um, you know, you have a lot of people connected to you and you you're essentially leading them into their purpose and into their um, into a better lifestyle. So. I definitely see it being like a ripple effect. Like we don't know where this could be in ten years, no, but wow. what is your your mission behind it? Um, my mission is I just I have a heart for people, you know. So my mission is to just transform as many lives as mm. I can, mentally, physically, yeah. emotionally, through you know, through motivating, assisting them, coaching, encouraging mm-hmm. them, and just providing them with the tools that they need to live an active, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So that, that's that. That's my mission, you know. Um, and oh, I'm going to tell you, I used to have a, I mean, I still do, just like now, this is, this is kind of a stretch for me, sitting here talking to you in front of this <laughs> thing here and this microphone. All this is a stretch for me, but um, I used to have a fear of like public speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, just is a fear. You know, because I just it's, it's always like I used to compare myself. Like, yeah. oh, I don't sound like her. Yeah. I don't pronounce my word my words like that. And mm-hmm. you know, when you grow up and then. You know, my parents, they're so country that they never corrected me (laughs) on anything that I say. You know, and as I as I got older, you know, um, I used to silence myself because Mm -hmm. if I did mispronounce something, it was more so instead of someone correcting me, they would make fun of me. You know, so it's almost like I I just won't say, you know, anything. So um, and still to this day, I still have issues with uh, pronouncing words, but now I don't care. Yeah. I, you know, and I know tomato, tomato, and then I'll say, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to use the word as, a, as, as an example. Um, like Pacific or specific? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not that one. So let's just say, um, if you say, um, um, give me a big word. Um, extraordinary. So... Um, <laughs> 
extraordinary like if, if I don't say extraordinary like my right. R's and right. all of that and if so, and then because my son do it to me all the time he was like what you mean uh, yeah you yeah. mean extraordinary oh, I'm gonna use a good word word leopard okay so it's it's leopard 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 yeah I think I used to say le leopard I don't know but it's just stuff like that yeah. where the small my, things that get our minds so caught up with the it's like a distraction of the actual yes. assignment that we should be doing. Yes, and yeah. I get so tongue tied, and I feel like sometimes when I'm when I'm talking, I have to put that disclaimer out there, like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't know how to pronounce all my words or whatever, so I'm just gonna say this how I can say it to the best of my ability, yeah. and just please accept who I am. Okay, <laughs> so so I be trying, yeah. you know, I really try, but um, it's just that I. This and I know this is what I've been called to do yeah. because it is really, really, you know, stretching me. I tried to um, at my former church before All Nations, I tried to implement a uh, a boot camp there, and you know, instead of you know the head supporting it, it was more so of you know, well, let's see how many will will sign up. And mm -hmm. when they didn't really see that people were signing up, they're like, you know, oh well, no one's signing up, so you know, we're not gonna do it. Versus saying, hey, this is what we're gonna do. You know, yeah. it's important to be healthy. It's yeah. important to make sure that you are um, cleansing your body mm -hmm. and living a um, healthy, active lifestyle. Because if not, you can't be effective in ministry. Absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, when, when people start their um, journey, their fitness journey, basically all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Okay. And then they say, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have people counting on me. I have business. And I say, okay, that's fine. But what will happen if you can no longer do the things that you're doing and can't be the um the glue that's holding everything together um because you're not investing time in yourself yeah. so w what would happen if you're out the equation how would they you know function. operate then yeah. or function and so people never think of it like that like you have to take care of yourself if people are depending on you you have to be. you have to take care of yourself yeah. so you can be there yeah you know, just like people in ministry, if you've been called to preach, if you've been called to travel, you, you can't do it to the best of your ability or God cannot use you to your maximum potential yeah. if you're not positioned yourself to be, to you know, be healthy. healthy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're yes. running out of breath 20 minutes into to your assignment. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, well... Thanks, Jasmine, for the 20 minutes. I'll right. go over to right. this individual. Right. Now, you know, so it's right. just almost like, you know, um, we're filled with the Holy Ghost and we're, you know, we, we say, oh, God, use me like never before. But really, we're not saying that because when it comes to doing the things that we need to do, we'll study, we'll go to Bible class, we'll go to midweek service, yeah. we'll go to the meetings and all that stuff. But what are we eating? Yeah. What are we doing to keep our limbs active? Yeah. So uh, that's important too. That's a part of your um, of your purpose and your yeah. calling is to to take care of your temple. I think uh, once the perspective changes that worship is just what you do on Sunday, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think we realize that. <laughs> 
worship also is Monday to Saturday. Yes. And what you eat is worship. Yes. What you watch is worship. Yes. Your physical activity is your worship unto God. And I don't think that, you know, we we like to think of it that way because now we got to be accountable. Mm -hmm. Now we actually have to do something instead of saying, do it, God. No, you do it. I'm waiting for you. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's funny that you said that you, uh, said that is because, you know, the scripture, um, I think it's Romans 12, Mm -hmm. 1 and 2, that talks about, you know, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You know, people just look at that as, you know, just sex or no alcohol or, yep. yep. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what you're doing with your time. Mm -hmm. It's what you're doing, what you're putting in your body. What food are you consuming? It's what you're doing at work. Yeah. Goes back to like, you know, worship is pretty much, you know, everything. That's why that that slogan, what would Jesus do? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's, you know, Romans 12, and one, you know, yeah. one and two. It's like, you know, if you present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. You know, I did a fast back in September and um, the fast included no TV. Mm. Since then, I stop watching TV. Like, you know, the shows that I used to watch, mm-hmm. even now, if I do have a little downtime, if I go to my parents' house and they've DVR something, if I try to sit there and watch it, I can't get into it. Like, I don't, I don't watch TV yeah. anymore. Not that I'm saying that I'm so deep or whatever. I just feel like I can utilize that time doing something else. And I mean, now granted I am on social media a lot, now, you know, I know y'all probably see me in my news feed and stuff. So, uh, but I'd be promoting, I choose fitness, right, of you course, know, of course. <laughs> but yes, yes, it is very, very important that, um, that we lead, that we live a um, healthy lifestyle just outside of abstaining for sex, but, you yeah. know, fasting, praying and, you know, just spending quality time with God and using that time and figuring out what is it God that you want me to do what's my next move yeah because you just can't if you've been in the same place for 10 years mm -mm. yeah you you need to continue to to elevate absolutely so yeah um so talk to me about your transition from corporate America to full-time entrepreneurship Ooh. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> remember that fast I told you about yes. that I did in September? Yes. So when I did the fast, um, I literally received confirmation that it was time for me to transition from corporate America to, um, to full-time fitness entrepreneurship, I should say. Um, because I do more than just fitness. So mm-hmm. we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Um, so, but what ended up happening is I ended up sharing that with people. Okay. So when I shared it, it's like, oh, okay. So how much money do you have saved? Um, how much debt you have? Have you paid that off yet? Why don't you hang in there a little bit while? Wow. Why don't you pay? The, why don't you wow. wait and just, you know, just work your job you make good money just let your job um finance your what you're trying to build or whatever and i'm not against that at all when you think about it logically that makes makes sense sense. yeah Mm -hmm. logically that's that's smart but when i tell you i was going to work with 
migraine headaches. Wow. You know, I'm sitting at my desk crying like, God, please, this can't be life. Wow. You, After you, know, you already received instruction. Yeah. So this is, so I should have quit October 1st because my wow. fast was over September mm-hmm. 31st okay. or September 30th, whatever. So I should have quit that Monday, but I didn't. Wow. Because you shared it with people who mm-hmm. planted different seeds. Correct. What, okay. Yes. Because that's what, that's what worked for them. You know, I, I share it with my dad and my dad was like, you know, baby, I'm, I'm, I support you 100%, but let's think about this. You know, that was the dads for you. You, you know, dad. yeah. let's, let's think about this. You know, I, you know, I, I don't want you out here struggling and, you know, you know, let's, so it's more so of just. Then I started thinking about money, like, how am I going to live? You know, Mm -hmm. I have a six-year-old, and I don't want to struggle, and I have this money coming in. And so I stayed. And when I stayed, it got worse. Wow. At one point, I thought it was getting better, but no, it wasn't. Um, I'll wake up. I'll dread going to work on a Friday after work. I get this fresh energy and I'm in great spirit. Sunday after church, it's like I turn into a whole different person. Because you know you got to go to work. Right. You know, I started getting irritated. My son asked me a question and I'll just kind of be like, and whatever. And then he'll look at me like, what the? Yeah, And I'm like, Eli, I'm so sorry, you know. Mommy just, because I'm starting to think about my week and I'm like, I have to go to this place. I go to work. I have these migraines. I'm sitting at uh, at at my uh, desk like God, please. I, this cannot be life. Yeah. Eleven thirty come. I'll leave. I'll go work out for about forty five minutes and then come back. And it's like Lord, looking at the clock and like I I just can't do this. So as time went by, um, my manager out of the blue started to write me up. Wow. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And the write-ups you have to sign or whatever, I'm like, I'm not signing that. That's not right because what you're doing is you're taking um, one issue that we talked about, but you're writing it on paper and generalizing it as if this is something that I did on a continuous basis, Mm. you know? So um, that was going on. uh, That actually started uh, in September. And then it went on uh, until, like, December and December 11th, I went into work and was terminated. Wow. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you how it happened. On December 11th, at about 1040, um, I received a YouTube video from uh, this young lady named uh, Morgan Martin. I just, I love her. She has a, um, an establishment on 95th. It's called The Lab. She's into, uh, she's an entrepreneur as well. She's into fitness. Mm-hmm. She sent me this video about, from Lisa Nichols. Okay. It's like a 17 minute uh, video. And she talked about basically how she took a leap of faith with her business. But the way that she did it was she started downsizing. So she had this big house. She downsized into an apartment. She got a roommate. It was oh, her wow. and her son. 
Um, she talked about how every time she got paid, she was writing a check to herself, sending it to the bank and never checked the balance. Wow. You know, she went from living one lifestyle to, you know, uh, another lifestyle. So I'm just listening, you know, getting motivated, motivated, motivated. And then towards the end, she said something that was so profound profound and I was at my desk like literally boohooing. She said that the fear is not in failing mm -hmm. because if you fly, you're either gonna soar, you're either gonna fall a little bit and bump, or you're gonna fall hard, but you're gonna get back up. Mm -hmm. And then she was like that so you're you're gonna be okay. She was like the fear is in living life and never knowing what would have happened if you didn't. When she said that, I was like, God, please, I can't, I can't, God, I can't. Like something was telling me like, you don't need to be here. And I'm like, God, you have to make this decision for me. Like I can't. Because you couldn't do it yourself. Because I was scared that I would make wow. the wrong decision. Wow, wow, wow. Because all this other stuff was going on. Like mm -hmm. how would I pay my bills? How would I do this? How would I do that? And so that was like at 10 something. I went, worked out, came back, and then I had a meeting on my schedule. And yeah, like four hours later, I was let go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. When I tell you, it was like That's the God. craziest day. And when I sat in, in the uh, meeting and she was rambling on about X, Y, and Z, I was just. And she was like, do you have any questions? I was like, nope. <laughs> she was like, and I was like, no, not at all. So I uh, exited. I got my things. I packed my stuff up and I left. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I don't even know. Like, wow. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. It was so crazy. And I was telling a coworker. Like, but when I went into the meeting, I had a feeling that I was about to get let go. Mm -hmm. You asked for it. And I don't know why. Like, here I am, somebody, last year, I received a Rising Star Award. Mm -hmm. I even received, like, a bonus mm -hmm. because of my performance. Then I received a new manager. Mm -hmm. Out the blue, all this stuff just started. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff just started happening. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like... I'm you, you. I'm not as bad as you saying that I am. Yeah. No, stop it. You're lying. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it's just, it's just, it's crazy. And then you know, she started to say, you know, your role is changing, and you know, um, uh, it's changing, and you may not be a good fit for you know where the role is going. I'm like, what? What are you saying? Yeah, so just different stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so, um, yeah, it's just. It's crazy. And then when it happened, it's like I was walking out like, I was just fired. Like, this all I kept saying was like, I was just fired. Okay. <laughs> I was just fired, you know. Yeah. And I got my stuff and I went to my parents' house and I walked in. And they was like, no, I'm sorry. I went in because afterwards it happened at uh, 4 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And so... It was on a Monday, mm -hmm. and I have a class at 5.30 on Mondays. So I went, and I taught my class. I even told my class, like, y'all, I was fired today. And they're like, what? Everybody was like, congratulations. 
So I was just like, okay, you know, all right, guy, you're funny. And then I went to my parents' house, walked in, and I'm like, yeah, I was fired. And he was like, what? So, but ever since then, I have been in a awkwardly good place. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so awkward. I can't even describe it, but I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yeah. You know, that first week. I was saying I was okay, but then that spirit of fear was creeping mm -hmm. in or whatever. And then that following Sunday, Apostle had preached about um, about faith. Um, he talked about how, you know, uh, having faith, you know, is the, um, the substance of things hoped mm -hmm. for. You know, and then he was like, okay, so if you have faith, I mean, you're operating out of God. You're mm -hmm. glorifying God. So what's the opposite of faith? Fear. Yeah. So if you have fear, then you're glorifying the, you know, uh, yeah. hell basically. And I'm like, wait a minute. I never, I just never really thought Looked of it like that. Like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you have this fear, then it's not of God and I'm operating out of basically. The enemy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I just never thought about it. So after hearing that sermon, I was just like, okay, it gave me another, um, like another wave of encouragement and yeah. inspiration that I did. And then the week after that, he was, because um, remember, this is December 11th. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he started, you know, preaching about things are happening and you don't know why. Yeah. But God, and I'm like, Lord Jesus. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I'm just like. It makes you feel better. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It makes me feel better. And I, I must say that um, God is, God is so awesome. Yes, he he loves me and I love him. And right now. All the 15 years that I put into corporate America, the hard work that I did with them is the same hard work that yeah. I'm going to put into myself. Even people are asking me now, like, well, have you applied? Are you looking? No, no. because this is what I'm supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, I love that you're so grounded in that. Like yeah. some people don't have that faith or don't have that even that relationship with God. And that I really think it's like. How can you not have that relationship? You're missing out on, on life when you don't. I think yes. you're like, you're in a place of like where you're soaring right now. You're catching your Amen. wind. So Amen. that's probably why it feels, you know, unsure because you in a, a totally different place. Total different place. You know, I, you know, I get up, I drive my son off and I'm, I'm out. Like I'm at work, you yeah. know, if I go to my parents' house. You know, my mom's calling my name because I told you have, they have a home daycare. Mm -hmm. So she's calling my name 15 times. Mm -hmm. Do this and do that. Run this. No, I'm at I'm work. I'm working. I'm right working. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Peace. <laughs> I'm out. I would not come here. I can't work here. I'm going yeah. to the library. You know, uh, just like uh, my friend Morgan, you know, throughout the day, she's like, I can come to her establishment and work there. Yeah. You know, library, you know, somewhere where I can just really, you know, just build a business model mm -hmm. that's going to be successful. Um, sharpen my craft, um, you know, uh, learning, you know, continue to learn more and more and more because, like I said, it's more than just, you know, 
fitness. Yeah. You know, I have to educate myself more on, you know, uh, the, the body, mm-hmm. um, the, the mind and, you know, how I can continue to be creative and add mm-hmm. offerings uh, for different people because everyone is not going to be inspired just about, you know, lifting weights or something. Correct. Yeah. What what else can, can I offer? So it's, you know, now I'm spending that time doing that. And I must say, I can I leave the house at seven thirty and I'm coming back at nine at night and still working and I'm and I'm not just being biz, busy I'm being productive mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. okay with the long hours that mm-hmm. I'm putting in where at first I'm like okay it's eight to four thirty Blue Cross Blue Shield then I right. get off and then my uh, my six to ten is you know my my second job the fitness you know I'm up till about midnight or one o'clock in the morning have to go to sleep getting up at five thirty. Right going to meet a client before work, coming back to get my son to take him to school. It was just so much and it was a lot of wear and tear. But mm-hmm. like right now, I'm doing it with a passion. Right now, I'm yeah. doing it with a smile. Right now, I'm doing it with a level of appreciation. Yeah. Like, God, if you never would have taken me out of that, I would have been stuck. I want to know why? Because of the money. So it's like, you know, money isn't, everything. Yes, money pays the bill, but at the end of the day, I needed my mental Mm. stability. I needed to not allow something to turn me into a um, bitter or agitated, just kind of like irritable. irritable. Yes. Mm. You know, and like I said, you know, things that my son to do something to say something and I'll kind of raise my voice and snap and he looking like, you okay? Right. (laughs) Like, and one day he asked me, like, Mama, why are you hollering? And I'm like, you know what? My bad, baby. You're right. You're right. So, yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so what is your definition of faith then? Because that type of jump takes great faith. It does. It does. So my definition of faith, and because I was forced, I feel like I was forced into You got a this, boot kick. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is something that I prayed about, mm-hmm. you know, and I always when I feel like I don't want to make the wrong decision, I always ask God, like, God, please, I need you to make this decision for me. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Even with my with my son's father or whatever, I knew I wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, God, just, you know, just do it for me, please. You know, right. so um, so I would say my definition of faith is doing something doing something with no hesitation mm-hmm. that that's number 1 so i'm going to give you an example an example would be um if you get in the car and you know you don't have no gas <laughs> right right <laughs> but with faith <laughs> you get in that car and you praying Lord, please help me. Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm trusted and believing. Lord, Lord. And I feel like it's easy for us to have faith for the smaller Mm -hmm. things in life. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to something that's big to us, because it's not big to God, we feel like we can't have that same amount of faith. But it's the same faith. You know, my... um, 
former pastor, um, um, my spiritual dad, used to always talk about, uh, he used to use a chair as an example. Mm. You know, you sit down in a chair because you know that that chair is going to hold you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know? So my definition of faith is doing something without a doubt and knowing that you're going to succeed. Yeah. But now you have to know that the reason why it happened was because of God. It wasn't you. Right. It was God who brought it to pass. So it's just doing something that you just believe in God for, you know, yeah. calling on him like, okay, God, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I'm going to work with you until you, until your timing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All the, uh, all the glory is going to go to you. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm going to move. You move, I move. Yeah. You yeah. move, I move. Tell me, give me directions, give me instructions because I know that, Without you, this will not be possible. However, you planted this seed in me. You've already told me this is what I've been called to do. So if this is what I've been called to do and I see myself doing it, not sure how I'm going to get there, but I know if you told me, you got me. You got me. Yeah. So therefore, I'm putting on my boots. Yeah. Put on my belt. Get my sword. Yeah. Helmet. All right, God, Here let's go. go. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Okay, so what wisdom uh, would you give someone who is thinking about crossing from corporate America to mm -hmm. full-time entrepreneurship? Um, the wisdom that I would give them is, um, y'all, this is my wisdom, Okay. Somebody else may tell you different, but this is my <laughs> wisdom. You have to do what makes you happy. Make a plan. Yeah. You know, write it down. Pray over it. And don't move until God tells you to move. Even if you be specific with your prayer, like I was, like, God, okay, I'm at a point where I I need you to do something. Yeah. Hear my cry. I've been faithful. I've fasted. I've prayed. I know, but I'm scared, you know? And so I just, you just have to stay prayed up, fasting, yeah. praying. And like, it's almost like you have to keep going into that closet, keep being on your face yeah. until God give you an answer. And sometimes, as you know, you can receive a word from different people or whatever. But I feel like when you're moving from corporate America to entrepreneurship, things like that, for me, that is a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you and God. Yeah. You, you kind of get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a big step. So it's almost like you're having that daily conversation with him, that daily meeting, that day, daily consultation so that he can give you the instructions as to, okay, now do this, now do that, now do this, now do that. Now it's time. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. So you have to, and when you do it, don't just say, I right, got peace. You have to keep him in the center yeah. of whatever it is that you have going on. Absolutely. Because once you remove him from the equation, <sighs> that's yeah. when destruction come about. So um, just like I gave... My son back to God. Yeah. I I choose fitness. I gave it back to God. 
once I gave it to him, things just started happening, happening, happening. I'm like, oh, okay, God, wait, wait, wait. And so now it's just almost like, you know, because it's not mine mm -hmm. and it's his, mm -hmm. it's like he he's just moving and I'm following. Yeah, you're the vessel. He's yeah, just... I'm just moving and following. I so my wisdom is um, give it to God. Don't take control. Don't feel like you have to have your hands in it. Allow him to take control. Yeah. 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 Um, Philippians 3, 5, 6, and 7. Yes. Trust in the Lord. Um, oh, my heart. Yes. If you could take a week um, to shadow anyone, who would it be? This And this is like who's someone who like inspires you or someone whose knowledge you really value. It can be mm -hmm. anybody in the world, inspiration, church. Anywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this may be cliche or whatever, but when I think about this lady, I'm like, she is a bad motor scooter. Mm -hmm. Like she went from this to that mm -hmm. to that. Oprah. I knew it. Yep. <laughs> you know, if I can just sit with her for a week to see how her mind works. Yes. How does she come up with the business model? Yeah. How is everything she touched so successful? Like, and I mean, I don't know her relationship with God. And my thing is, I'm a believer. And yeah. right now, if everything I touch is is blessed, but if I had her knowledge, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. So Oprah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've I've interviewed a couple other women, and that was their number one answer. Oh number my God, she is. She's phenomenal, you know, just her, she's very, very successful. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, in, in kingdom, and I know Apostle talk about this all the time, is we think about the non-for-profit, mm -hmm. non-for-profit. Mm -hmm. What about the for-profit? Pro, uh, for mm -hmm. Like, God's people need to be prosperous and su successful. So even if I do have to shadow someone that is not... Yeah. You know, that is of the world. Yeah. You know, that's fine. That don't mean I have to gravitate to her her way her of life and her and habits her, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. All I want to know is I want to take her her model, her structure, her yeah. blueprint, whatever, and then bring it back to kingdom. To the kingdom. Yes. Absolutely. I love that so much. Yes. Because she is the epitome of like not being scared to mm. to go in your own lane in mm -hmm. in in multiple lanes like yes nutrition journalism come on fitness mm -hmm. she has a magazine she has a, a network a tv network that's what i'm saying none of that is just you know is is one thing like she gives me so much inspiration because i want to be bottom line i want to be a nurse like a doctor in nursing is absolutely what i'm after mm -hmm. but I'm still, I'm going after a magazine. I want to do a clothing line. Like, Come on. There's just not one thing that Jasmine was called to do. And and you shouldn't. like. And that's when it goes to, like, okay, once you've been called here and you're doing this one thing, you're in this lane, now it's time for you to, how can I reach another yeah. group of people? How can I reach? Because everything is not for the masses. Right. Like you need a niche market. You have to carry, you have to um, gravitate to the niche market mm -hmm. as well. So you always have to keep thinking, how can I reach 
the even people. More people. Even more yeah. people. The more people I reach, the more people see Jesus. The more people Come feel on. his love. And yeah. I just, I love that so, so much. So being a nurse, yes, you will connect with, you know, the people that you see on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yes, you will connect to those um, under you that look up to you mm -hmm. because you are a, a nurse. So that's one set of people. Now you have things in you that you want to write about mm -hmm. or that you want to share with the world. So now that's your magazine. That's yeah. another group of people. And now you already have a gift of being, you know, trendy, mm -hmm. you know, and fashionable. So now that's another group of people yeah. that you can, that you can reach. And, you know, by us being, you know, um, uh, daughters of God, it's like everything that we touch or put our hands to, we're going to bless it. Absolutely. We're going to make sure, like I said, we've given it back, back to God. So now, even if this person who's wearing your clothes has never seen you a day or like yeah. interacted with you, mm -hmm. your clothing that they're wearing it's is blessed. Come yeah. on. Look, I'm not, so get, I'm not trying to get all deep or whatever, it's, but I'm just saying this is reality. how yeah. this is how we can reach the world. Yeah, you know, so. I love it. Oprah's phenomenal. She's definitely oh my, my God, number yes. one too. I love her. Yeah. I love her, and you know, um, even though she was um, an underdog, and we mm -hmm. really didn't see her until her husband become president. You know, Michelle Obama, yes. I think, is a, a bad motor scooter. Yes. You know. I, I I love so her. And yes. Strong and confident and just who who she is who she outside is. of being a wife. Right. And now he's not even president anymore. You hear more of her name yeah, than yeah. you do, you know, his mm -hmm. name. So she's very, very just an, an inspiration to um to all both men and women. Yeah. Little girls and little boys. Yeah. So. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we're gonna shift a little bit, just a little bit. Um, what three tips do you, or would you share to stay motivated with your fitness and your healthy lifestyle in the winter? It's cold, you know, mm -hmm. people don't want to go outside. Mm -hmm. This is comfort food season. Mm -hmm. We just want macaroni and soup, <laughs> you know. Give us some things that you would share or um, do to just stay encouraged and motivated. Um, you have to treat your health like a necessity. You know, um, it's, it's necessary, it's needed. Um, just like you get up and go to work every day um, and you don't want to do it, you have to mentally prepare yourself and say, okay, I know I have to get up and do some type of activity. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Um, and that's the same with um, your eating, mm -hmm. you know, as well. Um, in the winter months, that's actually the best time to, I call it um, going into the lab like under construction mm -hmm. because it's easy to, you know, you have the big coats, the big mm -hmm. sweater, big clothes. Mm -hmm. So you can go and you can transform and people not know that you transform. You can even hibernate from the work because nothing's really going on. Yeah. So you can hibernate, it's cold, do what you need to do and then come back in the spring like, voila. Right. And people are like, girl, what, what you been doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> So we can't get we, we can't let the winter blues um, keep us from being great because mm -hmm. that's exactly what it does. We take the cold weather, um, and all you say is, "I just want to go home." I I, I don't I don't. It's cold. Don't it's raining. It's yeah, snowing. Yeah. I just want to go home. I want to snuggle up under some blanket, eat eat some um, ice cream, some yeah. some hot chocolate, or some. Um, 
um, some pop, eat some popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's like you just think of all, like you say, comfort food. Yeah. And so um, it's easy. It is so easy to get distracted when the winter is here. So some of the tips that I would say is, you know, um, uh, just like if you pack a lunch, pack your gym stuff. Yeah. You, you know, pack your gym clothes so that if you go home, to get your stuff, you're not going to come back out, That's especially so if it's cold. That's but true. if it's in your car, you're going to say, okay, it's with me. I might as well just, yeah. you know, uh, just go. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, I would say um, keep telling yourself that, um, that, that you're worth it, you know, mm-hmm. because what happens is if you neglect your health, basically what you're doing is you're and I say this all all the time, is you're slowly committing suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's easy for us to neglect it because we don't have an immediate consequence. You know, yeah. if you stop going to work or if you do something crazy at work, you could just get fired. That's right. immediate, you know, um, consequence. You know, if you go and you jump out this window, the immediate con- consequence is you either go die or you go break something. Yeah. But when we neglect our health, it's so easy to keep going on and on and on, and then it'll catch up with us, you know, Ten later. Years down the yeah, line, your knees start hurting, or you get diabetes, exactly. and it's like that could have been prevented. Yes, yeah. yes. So you just have to keep telling yourself that you know what I'm doing now is going to benefit me mm-hmm. in in the long run. You know, um, number three, um, I would say. Um, What's number three? So number three is you have to know that what you're doing is not only for yourself, but it's Mm -hmm. for others. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's this quote that I I read and it it sticks with me. Unfortunately, I don't know who um, who quoted it, but it says that, you know, your health is like money. Yeah. You know, you don't know the true value of it until you lose it. Yeah. Okay. So it goes back to what I stated earlier. You know, we use our kids and our husbands as an excuse as to why we don't do anything. But if we lose our health, what good are we to our family? Yeah. You know, so again, you just have to mentally tell yourself, like, I need this. And if I'm good, then my family would be good. Yeah. yeah. So. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so talk to us about the balance of gym life and kitchen life. Because they really can't work well without the other. Correct. And they benefit each other so greatly. Yes, yes. So um, people, will, people would work out and not eat mm-hmm. balanced nutrition meals. And basically what you're doing is you're trying to... Um, outwork a bad diet Mm -hmm. and that's not possible you're going to end up having a heart attack you're going to end up you know creating more um um, issues with your body in the long run Mm -hmm. if you're still eating all of these unhealthy foods and trying to uh to work out there's a saying that um abs are made in the kitchen yeah everyone are saying everyone come to me and say i want to get rid of this what do i do what do i do nutrition Mm -hmm. You, you know it is 80, 20, or 85, 15. 80% nutrition, 15% um, working out. And it just so happened is when you put the two together, that's when you get the maximum results. You know, you have people that, um, again, that 
eat right or eat healthy. Um, however, when it comes to the physical aspect, no there's still no mm -hmm. strength. They're still out of shape. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have some people that work out that's not eating right. And now it's still, um, you, you know, they, they they're active, but. When you look at them, you know, you, you do what? Yeah. You work out? No, yeah. you don't. You know, so it's just, it, it goes hand in hand. And um, you, you need one, um, you need both, mm -hmm. you know, because without one, um, your results will be, uh, will be minimum. Yeah. It will be minimum. You know, I know people that, um, that eat right, but they're very, very, um, how can I put this? They'll lose weight. And they're just flat. Mm -hmm. No you know. tone, no strength. Or maybe they get out of breath easily because they're not really doing cardio. Correct. Yeah. But when you add in that fitness, it keeps your body tone. It mm -hmm. keeps your body, um, uh, it keeps your structure how can I put it? Um, you have a form. You have um, yes. You have tone. You have mass. You have correct. Strength. Yeah. Yes, yes. So if you're eating right and not doing anything, like you're not building muscle mass, mm. like you're, you're you're losing it. You know, just like with the cardio, you have people say, "Oh, I work out, but all they do is cardio." Mm -hmm. You're you're losing um, muscle mass. Like I mentioned earlier, that lifting weights actually give you the curves that you um, that you desire, mm -hmm. man. Or female. Yeah. So. And because our bodies are different, we're not going to be curvy like a man. We're going to be curvy no. like a woman. A woman. Yeah. yeah. Most women say, oh, I don't want to look like a man. I don't want to. it's not Honey, possible. you're not yeah. going to look like a man. These women that are out here that are big like that, trust and believe they are taking some Absolutely. type of enhancer to get them as big as they are. You, there is no way that if I naturally lift weights and eat foods, I would not look like Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Nigger. 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 See, that's what I'm saying. I don't like pronounced words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you know. so many um, false ideas or like misconceptions literally because of social media or mm. what society tries to Girl. feed us. Yes. Yeah. And then you have these women. I had, Let me tell y'all something. Tell us. Please do not let these magazines, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, models, trainers, or whatever, trick you into believing that that's how they look based on them working out and eating right. Yeah. You have women, what they do is they jumpstart their career by getting surgery. Yeah. Okay. They are getting fat taken out of their stomach and then putting it yeah. in their booty. Yeah. And so now they're, now they're this Instagram model or star because they've had this surgery. Now, after you have these surgeries, you have to work out because if you don't, it's just going to come mm -hmm. back. So that's what they do. They're working out to keep the work that they, um, that they paid have. for. Correct. Wow. So if your body does not look like theirs, be okay because you're doing it the natural way. Mm -hmm. um, I have myself, you know, I, I have abs, but because I did have a son or whatever, I have, I have stretch marks and I have a little flap mm -hmm. down there. And I've had a consultation. I'm being real, y'all. I had a con consultation to mm -hmm. see, you know, I, I just want to get the, 
the skin cut off. Mm-hmm. And so, because um, I just looked at it as being loose skin. Yeah. And so when I went, the doctor told me that if I got it done, I would have to get a tummy tuck. I was like, I don't want a tummy tuck. I just want you to cut Take this the skin off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I jump, it won't wiggle. Mm-hmm. And so he, <laughs> he like, no, boo. He was like, you have to get a, a tummy tuck. So I actually denied it because of... I, and I don't, I don't have anything against, against anybody yeah. who decides to do that. Some people need it. You have people that are six hundred pounds yeah. that um, that will lose weight. That because of the excess skin or whatever, they they, they need to. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, medically, if you need it, that's fine. But people that just want to do it, just you know. Just because I did, they haven't had no no kids. Yeah. They just don't want to work hard. You, yeah. you you know what I'm saying? You know, but you have mothers out here that um, that have three kids or whatever. And by stretching your stomach, you can separate your yeah. stomach mm-hmm. muscles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the only way for you to get it back tightened is you have to get it surgically done. Yeah. And that's what, again, mothers, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm not against it. But those of you... That just out here that want to look like somebody, yeah. And you ain't been through nothing. Get out here and work your tail off and eat right. <laughs> right. Get in the gym. Eat, yes. Get in the gym. You see this girl out here with these big booties and they thigh to butt ratio is they they leg this skinny, yeah. But they booty like this. Yeah. They didn't win and got some work done. I'm telling you, you have to have that thigh to butt ratio, ratio. where the thigh is just as big as, as the butt. The butt. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Look. Don't have these people out here thinking that they working for this yeah, stuff. No. It puts, it puts deception in a lot of young girls. And they yes. don't even realize that people are looking up to them. So now young girls are like not killing themselves. But, you know. You doing, have some people that, that have died from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Doing unhealthy things. Trying to look like what they see mm-hmm. uh, on social media. So, yeah. yeah. And then you have some people that are just genetically thick that, mm-hmm. you know, if they work out. Or if they gain weight, it goes to their butt. Mm-hmm. And be okay with that. All I'm saying is be okay with how God created you. And when you are living a healthy, active lifestyle and eating the way you're you're supposed to eat, the weight is going to fall off and your body is going to form the way that God has designed it to form. Mm-hmm. And be okay with that. Wear it well. Yeah. Own it. Okay? Yeah. All right. Own it. Own it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... As a final statement, you know, the magazine is called uh, Liberate Her. So I want you to speak to her, whoever she may be, mother, daughter, aunt, and just give her, give her freedom. Give her a word of encouragement to, to liberate her. Don't be afraid. Okay? You are beautiful you are strong, you are intelligent, you are who God called you to be. Sometimes we get in a place in our life where we lose ourselves. Don't lose yourself in people. Do not lose yourself in a man. Do not lose yourself in your work. Do not lose yourself in trying to be someone that someone else wants you to be. Learn who you are, own who you are, and be happy with who you are. God created you in his image. You are beautiful. And once you learn who you are, it's easy to smile. It's easy to live life in a place where you don't feel bound. So be okay with being you. 
I love it. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, LaDonna. Oh. Until next time, you guys. You can find more information on LaDonna French at ichoosefitness.net. You can see her small group training schedule, her classes, her boot camps. She has personal training. Um, again, that's ichoosefitness.net. She can get you with some um, group fitness, dance into your week, core classes. She also has different nutrition-based uh, meal plan programs. So head over to her website. You can also follow her on Facebook at ichoosefitness. Don't forget to check out jasminebenson.com. Subscribe to that site and you'll be entered in for a $50 Amazon gift card. Also, uh, after listening, please review and share and rate. I'd love to hear your feedback um, or even what you would like to hear on the podcast as well. Thanks so much. Until next time.